Hello, everybody. This is Bill Knauer, and you're listening to Author to Author, where we talk about writing and life, because what it takes to write the book you want to write is also what it takes to lead the life you want to lead. Author to Author is brought to you by Author Magazine, the premier free writing magazine on the Internet, featuring articles on writing, the writing life, as well as video interviews with best-selling and award-winning authors across the genres, our latest Issue is up in my conversation with Claudia Rowe, the journalist, the award-winning journalist, whose book, Spider and the Fly, fascinating book about her correspondences with, correspondence with a serial killer. It's a fascinating conversation, a fascinating book. I highly recommend you check it out. That's at authormagazine.org. And we are funded by the fantastic Pacific Northwest Writers Association, Supporting writers from pen to publication since 1955. You can learn more about the PNWA at pnwa.org. Speaking of writing organizations, February 24th, I will be teaching a one-day fearless writing workshop with Write on the River. That's in, uh, out in uh, Wenatchee, Washington, central Washington. Wonderful organization, wonderful location. February 24th. All-day workshop, half-day workshop, workshop, excuse me, half-day. Nick O'Connell will be teaching the other half of that, uh, that workshop, but I'll be doing the first half, Fearless Writing. I hope to see you there. Sign up is limited. Well, speaking of fearlessness, today's guest, Tama Keeves, well, she's kind of all about fearlessness, actually. She, uh, she was featured on Oprah Radio and Martha Stewart Living. Uh, she's a best-selling author. Tama Keeves is a former Harvard-trained attorney, but not any, she's not an attorney anymore, but she was a former Harvard-trained attorney and is a sought-after speaker and visionary career success and writing coach. She has helped thousands worldwide to discover, launch, and thrive in the life, calling, and business of their dreams. And today we're going to be discussing her latest book, and it's a good one. It's a good one, boys and girls, Thriving Through Uncertainty, Moving Beyond Fear of the Unknown and Making Change work for you. Tama, welcome to the show. I am so glad to be here. Thank you. Ah, thriving through uncertainty. Uh, you had a lot of uncertainty you had to get through in your little life, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> Just a little. Yeah, that's an understatement. <laughs> but you I thought th- you had it kind of figured out. At one point, you must have. You mm-hmm. thought, I'm, go- I'm going to go to Harvard, for God's sakes. I'm going to mm-hmm. get a law degree, mm-hmm. conquer the world, and you, mm-hmm. and you, but it didn't work out that way, did it? Mm-hmm. Well, it did initially. Um, you know, I'm just, uh-huh. and and it's such a and it's such a good example for writers, by the way, because you know how this happened was I knew when I was young that I wanted to be a writer. It's all I ever wanted to oh, be. Oh God, it was story. what I wanted. Okay. But I, yeah. you know, the story, right? But I grew up oh, in Brooklyn, New York. Ever. My, my family's Orthodox Jewish. I basically yeah. got, you're going to write, you're going to stop. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and that, that was the encouragement to be a writer. So I denied everything I ever wanted and took the practical path and went to Harvard Law School right. and graduated with honors and was on partnership uh, track, you know, that, yeah. the whole thing. And I was so, so unhappy. You know, I just yeah. it felt so meaningless. You're working all the time. Other people say you're being successful. Other people say you have it together. But something inside you is dying because you know what you know what you know. You know inside what you're supposed to be. Yeah. And yeah. thank God a friend finally said, you know, think about it. If you've been this successful doing something you don't even love, what could you do with what you love? Yeah. 
And that's it. That's when I decided, you oh. know what, you get one life. I want to be a writer. I want to see where this goes. All right. So can, do you mind? I don't, it's a little personal, but how old were you when you, when you had that conversation with your friend? Wait, wait, wait. Um, don't tell me. Young. Don't tell me. Don't I've... tell me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess. May I guess? Okay. Sure. I'm going to say you were 29. Are you playing psychic now, too? No. <laughs> of a little bit. Just a little bit. I'm just curious. 29? Or am I too? Close. Very How's close. That? Yeah, I was in my 20s. Yes. You know, um, so it happened very quickly for me. I'm very fortunate uh, because I know, you know, I work with a lot of people who are, you know, uh, who stay with their jobs and stay with things that don't totally fit them and deny their creativity and deny their genius. Um, I was lucky and and my lucky as in it was so painful, so quick. I didn't even have a choice. I was shutting down. So so you didn't do the story. I love interviewing I, lo- I interview all kinds of writers. I like to interview mm-hmm. spiritual teachers. And the normal sort of uh, journey for the spiritual teachers, you hit a kind of just miserable bottom. That's exactly. normal. Not exactly. all. I mean, I think, don't think Deepak Chopra did that exactly. But a lot of the spiritual teachers I know, they hit like rock bottom. It doesn't sound like you quite did that, although it sounds like you were pretty unhappy. I was very unhappy. I, I mean, I, I literally, yeah. I did, I did. Uh, I did think about leaving this planet. I really did. Oh, you did? Oh, think, oh, did go oh that yeah, far. I really did think about uh, not oh. being here anymore. I was so unhappy. And I didn't know right. that there was anything else. Because I believed, right. I believed all the junk that people tell you that, oh, well, creative people don't make money, and you can't make a yeah. living like that, and that won't ever go anywhere. Yeah. So I never even thought it was an option. It just never even occurred yeah. to me that it was an option. Yeah, until the pain became too much. And then the pain became so much that it was like, what have I got to lose? And that's my passion is I know the power of creativity. I know the power of dreams. I know the power of the genius that's inside people. And, again, it's really a matter of learning how to how to flourish in it and how to support it and how to listen to your creative voice more than that, quote, practical voice and that voice of, quote, good judgment that makes you choose smaller (laughs) choices than what you're really worth. I always say to my clients, there's nothing more practical than doing what you love. That's it. That's it. You know, because if you try to force yourself, it will come in on you eventually. It will backfire, and if it didn't, and if if it didn't happen the way it happened for me, it could happen in illness. It could happen in making a mistake. And and again, I do want to clarify that I'm never saying that it has to be all or nothing. I'm never saying that somebody has to quit a job or leave a marriage or anything like that. Because I think it for me, my whole message is there is already a path inside you. There is already a path inside you. There is already an inspired voice (laughs) inside you. And I just want you following that. And for all of us, it it has our own chemistry and our whole, you know, what what right step would be for me might not be for you. But again, you do have a right step. Yeah. And you know what I love about your work? And, 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 and if, I don't know if our listeners heard uh, Tama, but what rang out to me is that you know, when you say you know, you know, what you mean is you know because of your experience. You've had the mm-hmm. experience and you know what it is to listen to what we all call our inner voice, our guidance, whatever our language is for it. And that ex- it was that experience that taught you that you can teach other people. It was the experience of following this thing that seems to know without evidence, yeah? Mm-hmm. This thing that can mm-hmm. guide you through the blank page, can guide you through life. Yes, exactly. You, the experience of listening to it. 
Exactly. And that's my fascination is especially, you know, since this is about authors and writers, it's like every one of us already has access. It's like, how do we, you know, that, I mean, that's what we're in it for. It's like that moment when something bigger takes place, that moment when we go into the unexpected, that moment when we go beyond what we thought we could be. And I loved your introduction where, you know, how we write is also how we can live. And that's really what I teach people in Thriving Through Uncertainty is that when all your when you're scared and you're hitting doubts or your normal answers aren't working, that's not a bad thing because that's uh-uh. cornering you into listening to that incredible voice inside you, that strength and that guidance that might be saying something that no one else is saying. But it's like, it, you know, that's really what I want to teach people is to listen to this genius that they have inside themselves. All right, so this is interesting. You're, so I call this author to author. We could call this coach to coach because I've started doing a lot of coaching recently to my own surprise, and I love it. I love it. Mm-hmm. This has been a lot mm-hmm. of fun. And, I, and so here's something I run into all the time. And I, so I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get some free advice from you, Tamara. No, cool. Okay. But I run into this with my, with my women clients mostly. Mm-hmm. And, and the challenge a lot of them have, the students and clients, is closing the door on all their responsibilities, closing mm-hmm. the door on their children, their spouses, yeah. all the things they think make them a good person. Because most men, we can do this usually. We can kind of like, mm-hmm. <laughs> we can close the door. You, it's not our, we have other challenges. damn door. <laughs> yes, but that's right. But, what? but I noticed that women have a problem yeah. with that. So yes. do, do you run into yeah. that with some of your clients? Oh, yes, okay. constantly. And that's that. a great, great question. Them? You know, what I say is that we each have a higher responsibility. Yes, of course, you want to take care of other people's needs and you want to take care of your children and you want to make sure the house looks good or do whatever it is that you think you need to do. But I think in this lifetime, you have a higher responsibility to that inner voice within you. And that, you know, I believe believe it's a spiritual thing. I believe it's the voice of your spirit, the voice of your God, the voice of something bigger that can come through you and only you. And that's a higher responsibility responsibility. And the other thing I would say also is that there's a beautiful quote by Carl Jung that says, the thing that will affect a child more than anything else is the unlived dream of a parent. Amen. Isn't that amazing? So if you're... If you're denying your own talent and you're denying your own uh, desperate, urgent need to express and you're trying to get everything done before you can finally sit down and do that. <laughs> yes, yes, that's right? exactly what you, you know. You, yeah, that's just what my students said on Saturday. Yes. Yeah, you're trying to get it all wrapped up before (laughs) you can do that. You know, there's something that's going to be resentful in you or dry in you or negative in you that's going to spill out. I'd rather you teach your children, follow your voice, follow your genius, follow your passion, follow your talent. And I promise you, if you do that, you're going to have more energy and more ability to give to everyone else in your life. Yeah, And the the other thing I would say just... I'm going to say one other quick thing just before I forget it. The other thing that we never, ever think about is that the gifts that you have, they're not for you. They're for your readers. You know, when I get get fan mail now from people, you know, in different countries and all over the world saying, oh, my God, Tammy, your book changed my life or your book helped me. It's like I never realized that that was even possible. It never even dawned on me that the thing I wanted to do more than anything else on this planet was actually going to serve other people. And so yeah. keep in mind that's a responsibility too. 
That is so good. You know, the first time I ever gave a public talk, and I was very, very nervous about it. I'd done theater, mm-hmm. but that's different than a kind of public talk where it's just me. Yes. You know, there's no mm-hmm. character I'm hiding behind. Mm-hmm. It's a 10-minute thing, and I was super nervous about it, and I was hoping it would all go sideways and I wouldn't have to do it. But I did it, and it was great <laughs> because that's how it worked. But interestingly, I walked off the stage, and it was clapping, and then somebody else had to go up and talk. And I went down, and, and the first thing someone said, this is the first public talk I ever gave. And I walked mm-hmm. down, and the woman looked at me. Who, I, who had just said hello to me beforehand and off you go. She looked at me and said, you wrote that for me, didn't you? And Aww. that was my first clue about what this is about, which yes. is, of course, I didn't know her until that moment, but there is yes. that quality, which is it, you, you give it away to them. You give it away. Exactly. And, and we forget that because we think it's selfish because we're enjoying yeah. it. We love it. And it you know, but again, they're, they're the words that you write, the stories you tell, the insights, the epiphanies, the, the way you, you know, describe a context can help somebody that you will never, ever know. Yeah. And there, there's a beautiful line in A Course in Miracles um, that says, when you see the gratitude in your brother's eyes, you will know who you are. And what that means is sometimes yeah. you don't know how gifted you are or you don't know yet what you're here to do. But when you give that gift, like you did with speaking, uh, of when somebody sees you, you suddenly see what you have to give. It's fascinating, isn't it? It's, it I, you know, I, I tell my, my students, I say, look, when you write a book, the experience of writing it belongs to you. That's where mm-hmm. I, if I write a book, that's where I change the experience mm-hmm. of writing it. But mm-hmm. then it's not yours anymore. It's mm-hmm. just not yours anymore. I think mm-hmm. sometimes, Tama. I struggle with that. <laughs> do you? Do you? Oh, yeah. I think some people do. don't get published because they don't want to give it away. Oh, okay. Okay. No, I want to give it away, but keep... then I'm, I'm like the control freak mother. I want to make sure it gets into the right college. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> I, I, want, I want to follow. Why didn't you buy that book? What, what did you like? Which sentence? <laughs> Uh, do you ever have someone like it for the wrong reason? They'll say, oh, um, I loved this part. And you think, no, I didn't, what about that other part? That was the part. Yeah, I oh, yeah. Well, I screw with yeah. people because they'll show me my book, and it's really lovely. Like a lot of it's underlined, and so I'll yeah, screw yeah, them yeah, saying, yeah. why didn't you like yeah. this sentence? I spent hours <laughs> on this sentence. How, what was wrong with that sentence? <laughs> so. All right. So here, here's another question I have for you. This yes. one has been, this has been tricky for me, and I think mm-hmm. I got under it, but, man, it keeps coming up with different clients. Which is mm-hmm. that, okay, so you, so I listed off, I'm going to go back over it. So you're an author, but you're also mm-hmm. a sought after speaker, right? Yes. And you're a, a mm-hmm. coach, so you're a success and writing coach, right? So you yes. coach people, mm-hmm. you speak. So this is exactly what I do, actually. So this is mm-hmm. great. But That's why I we're getting along. Purely, what's that? That's why we're liking each other so much. <laughs> That's right. But I came to it from pure writing. So that was the only option ever. And then I came to the coaching and speaking later. Me so too. you do it Me all. Too. Oh, you do? Okay. All right. So, but you seem yeah. to do it all. You're doing it all. When, yeah. I, when I meet, I meet, I have clients sometimes who are uh, public speakers and coaches. Like, that's what they yes. do first. Yes. And they really want yes. a book to go along with it. And yes. that is so hard for them that they can get in front of a hundred or a thousand people and just let it rip. So, what, how know. do you talk to, how do you help them with that? Cause it, it I know. Is, it's, it, it's amazing, isn't it? Because I'm like you. Yeah. I had to learn the speaking aspect of it and i envied the speakers who like you know they could just that was easy and it is easy for me now but oh my god i had to work at it um you know and so sometimes i think people are i don't know this is my personal opinion sometimes people are writing the book for the wrong reasons sometimes Mm -hmm. they think they should or they have to or you have to have a book 
You know, yeah, I want yeah. you to write a I want you to write a book because you have to write that book because you have to write it because this is this is banging at your door. I don't want you to write a book because you should. You know, and so that would be my first gut thing. The other thing with, right. with speakers uh, in particular, what I would do is I would just tell them they get all hung up on writing, and I would just have them yeah. speak the book, speak it, oh. speak on the page. Have you actually had you know, them do that? I have. I have. Okay, and, has you it know, worked? I, uh, sometimes. You know, people still yeah, get all sometimes. hung yeah. up in their head. You know, people think writing is about good grammar and about spelling and whatever. Oh, writing for okay. me is about heat. It's about heat and yeah. energy. Find out what you have to say, what you really have to say, and who you really are. And, you know, and to me, that, that, if you follow that heat, everything else will come. Yeah, I totally agree. And, you know, there's something also, which is that, you know, when you get in front of a you get in front of an audience, and I'm sure you improvise a lot of it. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you have like mm-hmm. a little thing you're going to do, but I feel like me, I like to be improvisational. I want it to feel alive. Mm-hmm. And you feed off the audience. You know, their energy yes. is their questions. Yes. Oh, their questions yes. are so great, right? Yes. But then yes. there's just, see, I see the blank page, and that's an invitation, but I think a lot of these coaches see the blank page, and where are the people? You know, where's mm. the where's the inspiration? So, that, so that's a, that's another great point. Is that I would do that. I would do two. I would suggest two things that way. I think it's that write to a person, right? Write to somebody yeah. you know. Write it to write it to them. That audience in mind. If you were if you if you are a coach, pick your favorite client and write this for them. The other thing that I've done in all my books, my books are very very personal and they're very yeah. very much like speaking. I mean, if you've read them, you know that. Yeah. Uh, of they just, are. Yeah. I'm very honest, and I'm storytelling, and yeah. I'm telling you my junk and my doubts and my fears. Yeah. And people, you know, people always identify with me. Um, they'll always say, Tema, I love you. You're so screwed up. You give me hope. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, we're not putting that on the testimonial, but thank you so much. Um, yes. You know, but one of the things I do in my books, I've written the books to me. I've written them to a younger yeah. self. You know, so yes, like that's the just part what I of do. me that was struggling. Yes, the part of me yes. that was struggling or scared. I wrote this book for her. Like thriving through uncertainty. I wanted to write for every single person who's going through any transition, anything in life, or trying to stay with something they believe in and days are passing and years are passing. How do you stay inspired and ignited? I wanted to write that for myself. You see? You're like my writer sister, Tama. That's just I know. That's just what I did when I switched from. I tried to write fiction for many years, and wow. I, it just didn't work. You know, I really, really tried. I was very skilled, but that wasn't mm-hmm. enough. And then I shifted mm-hmm. to what I do now, which is sort of lyrical, spiritual essays, self-help. See, you and I are exactly anyway. alike, then, because that's exactly uh, yes, we what are I right. Write. So yes. And, yes. That, and when I first tried to do it, and I, it was brand new, the nonfiction, I did not see myself. I had a whole identity around being an artist, yes. and it was very hard yes. for me to switch, but I did. Yes. But that's what I, I wrote to the Bill who was scared. Mm, and I, I would, what I would do, tell me if this resonates with you. So I would write these, I was writing a blog a day for five days a week for years wow. I did that. And so 400 wow. words a day, right? Wow. It was mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. But I would feel better at the end of it. I would start where I, I would start at one place, and by the time I was done, I always felt better. I Absolutely. had written myself to that place of unconditional Absolutely. love, really. I have, I, completely, I, I have transformed from every single book I've written. Absolutely. Right. But I did yes. it for one. I would feel that way after every blog. And wow. I thought, well, mm-hmm. whether anybody likes it or not, I feel better, so that's a win. <laughs> and I'd send exactly. it off and people would read it. You know? Exactly. And that's how that's you how know you you're in the right work. 
That's how you know you're yeah. in the right place. You know, I just I just got home late last night from uh, I was just leading a retreat back east, and you know, and it was pretty demanding, and I had a lot of different things going on. And my partner was saying, "Oh my God, you must be exhausted." And it's like, no, I'm actually more relaxed. Yeah. You know, I'm more relaxed having done the right work than if I'm alone with my own head in my room. <laughs> you know, uh. it's not pretty. And so I I hear you. Anytime I do my real work, whether it's writing or speaking or coaching, it answers me. And that's what I think as yeah. a writer, that's what we should always be doing, you know, is that does yeah. it ring true for you? Does it have heat for you? Does it shift you? If it doesn't shift me while I'm writing it, I know I've just scratched the surface. I'm writing around right. it. You know, but if yeah. my mind is going, yeah, it sounds pretty, it sounds good, it makes sense, but I'm not moved. <laughs> Right, I'm not yeah. moved. I don't feel any different. Or I have a very skeptical mind. You know, the lawyer brain in me will come back and say, "Yeah, yeah but does this work? Is this going to be okay?" And so I have to prove it to myself all the time, and then I and then I prove it to a reader. That's great. Yeah, and I and I hope so this is interesting. So just remind our our listeners, some of whom probably are fans of yours, some of them maybe never have heard of you. But so, like me, Tama coaches people. She this is how you can do it. This is how you have success, and this is how you can live authentically. This is a lot of the stuff I do too. But listen to her talk about how screwed up she feels sometimes, and her book is mm-hmm. filled with her stories of her fear and her self consciousness. And I think it's important to remember that even though you're coaching and teaching, it doesn't mean you, you're living mm. a life of total constant harmony. There's, there's what you know to oh, be yes. true, and, no, and you're learning it too, clouds, right? Bill. No, I'm floating, yeah. I'm floating on the clouds and descending <laughs> to teach you. No, right. actually, my specialty <laughs> is in being imperfect, um, you know, right. of – I, you know, there's that thing of you always teach what you need to learn. And, yep. uh, you know, one of the things that I've made very clear to myself before I taught or before I wrote or anything is that if I had to be perfect, if I had to have this all together, if I had to be, you know, living this 24-7 and never having a doubt, then I'd still be waiting because I, that's yeah. not life. You know, especially like thriving through uncertainty, anytime you're growing or shifting or going to your next creative edge or daring to want something and daring to show up, you're going to be in uncertainty. That's a good thing. You want a coach or a speaker or a writer who's facing their own uncertainty. The one thing yeah. I do guarantee my students is that I'm 100% in. I am 100% dedicated to this process and this life and I will be for the rest of my life because I know it works and even though I know it works when I'm in my growth edge I'm still scared I am you know I'm still scared and that fear will make me call on my highest spirit and my highest love and make me trust (laughs) to a bigger level and that's what's going to grow me right right you I went through this thing where I was I would the first time I started writing these kinds of things I thought well, it's weird. I'm saying trust yourself. Don't worry about what other people think. And then I'd leave the page. And I'd really mean it when I was saying I was writing it. I absolutely <laughs> was like resting. Like I was right there with that understanding. And then I'd finish the piece and say that's right. And then I'd get up and I'd do just the opposite. And I, mm-hmm. and I thought, oh, do I have the right to be writing this if I oh, fall yeah. out of it? Yes. But I thought, yeah, I do. Cause yes. I, and what was weird, Tama, is by writing one of these things again and again and again, I slowly began to live more like I wrote. The lesson, I love it. You know, and but I it took me a while. It was a lot of practice. 
And what I love about that, Bill, is that you didn't diminish yourself because the wisdom in you did know the truth. And, you know, the wisdom in you was writing the truth, and you knew it. And the human part of you or the part of you that was still growing and catching up was still practicing. You know, so it didn't mean the truth wasn't true. I can't tell you how many times I am going to a workshop of my own about how to unleash your calling and live an inspired life, and I might be in the parking lot sobbing, like, I don't know what to do you know, of... You know, and and it's not about being inauthentic or fraudulent. You know, I'll be honest with people, but it's like, again, I'm dealing with my own issues and will be for the rest of my life. But I will be practicing these principles for the rest of my life because they work and I've seen movement and I've seen miracles. And so I think as teachers, being honest with our students and being honest, you know, that's how we all learn and grow. You know, that's how we, you know, in fact, like I said, a lot of, you know, a lot of people have read my books because they are so honest. People will say it just gave them hope. They could finally identify with something instead of the 80s right. steps and just do this. Right. You know, so right. I think it's great. Yeah, I tell my some of my clients who want to write nonfiction and sort of spiritual type books, the thing I remind them again and again is that their experience is their gold. Their suffering is yes. their gold. Go yes. into where you were afraid and you went, you felt weak and you thought you weren't good enough. That is your goal. So I write a lot. I used to be, I, I waited tables for years. I didn't go to Harvard. I decided mm-hmm. to be a waiter mm-hmm. instead. Mm-hmm. And I did it for a long time and I felt like crap because I thought I was a failure and I was a man. And oh. blah, blah, blah. Well, yeah. And, but so by the, and by the way, I will just interrupt for a second. I admire people like you so much. Oh, people, well, people, thank people you. here, like, oh, you know, you went to, you know, I don't have a great education, whatever, because right. you were smarter. You couldn't fake oh. it long enough. Uh, no, I really couldn't. It's true. I dropped yeah. out of school. I just like I couldn't That's do it. But I felt, That's you gift. know, but I was getting, I was yes. like, tick tock, thirty five, forty. I'm still waiting tables. Oh my yeah. god! And I felt, yeah. Yeah. but now, and I didn't want it to be that way, and the rejection letters and all of that. Yes. But now that's my gold. Yes, I, it I is. I write about that time all the time because nothing taught me. You know what it was like? I wanted to feel like I was okay. And my life mm-hmm. said, I'm not going to give you anything to lean on. Mm. You'll, get, you'll have nothing mm. you can point to. Not a job, mm. not a career, nothing. Mm. And I had to decide. Mm. It. And so that became invaluable to me. It's now, totally time, invaluable. <laughs> does that make sense? It's, you know, and actually, it makes total sense. In fact, you know, that, that's one of the main points in my new book, Thriving Through Uncertainty. That's one of the main points I make is that we are all waiting. When I get over there, it'll be okay. Right. If I get that job, I'll be okay. If I get my novel yep. published, I'll be okay. If I get my whatever. And as artists and as entrepreneurs and as human beings, for me, it's about learning to thrive here and now. And like in your story, to own your power, even before the world gives it to you. You know, as a writer, we're the ones mm-hmm. who dare to see the value of this, even when no one else does yet. But we have, you have to. to. And that, that's the greatest strength there is because nobody can take that away once you got it. That's right. And, they, and you have to, Tama, because if you're writing a book, nobody can see it but you. It's in your head. Exactly. And, exactly. And you have and, to believe and even in if it. They, yes. And even if they Go, see it no. and they reject it, it's still nobody gets what it really is yet nope. until you do. You know, and it's just for me, I have had to stand for my books over and over and over until the publishing industry saw it. And then, you know, and then enough readers saw it. But it didn't happen right away. Really? (laughs) No, it did not happen. 
I spent 12 years writing my first book, This Time I Dance, really? Creating the Work You Love. I spent 12 years writing it. I didn't have an agent. I didn't have a contract. I didn't have a publisher. I had nothing. Uh, and I was waiting tables. <laughs> and, oh, you were? Uh, really? I was waiting oh, tables, okay. yes. Oh, I was hey, on waiting right. tables. Um, and I, I just believed in that book because I kept feeling like I can't be the only person on the planet who's failing self-help, you know? Like, I'd read the eight yeah. steps, and it wasn't working for me. And I just wanted right. to read this book. I, you know, same thing. I wrote the book I needed to read. And just the short version of, of getting this thing published, I kept hearing this inner voice all along about, you know, doing it and believing in it. But I'm sure you've hit this where you think either I'm visionary and I know something or I'm delusional, you know, when I'm crazy right. and I'm just telling myself what I want to hear. And it's so scary to trust that. But I will say I trusted it all the way. And at the end of 12 years, I kept thinking, what do I do? And I literally heard right. an inner voice that said, just, just put it in the river. Just put it in the river. And uh-huh. I knew that that meant to self-publish, you know, just put it oh, in the stream, put that. it out all there. Right. So I self-published. I didn't know anything about marketing, anything. And I just yeah. thought, okay, I followed this inner voice all along. And then four months after I self-published, I got an email that said, your fairy godmother has arrived. And it was from a vice president of uh, publicity and marketing for Random House. And she did oh a career transition. God. And she found my self-published book, and she said, this is the best book I have ever read on Finding Your Calling. Oh I want to get it to a major God. New York house. And that's what happened. She got it to the publisher I'd always dreamed of, Tartar Part of Penguin. Um, and, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. As, and as an unknown writer, I always teach my clients, you can't plan an inspired life. You will not plan an inspired life. You can't plan this, but you can follow it. No. As an unknown writer, had I done things the conventional, ordinary way, I would never have ended up where I ended up. But they bought that book exactly the way it was. They kept the title. They didn't change the writing. I had to change 10 sentences wow. or something. And they have now bought my Inspired and Unstoppable, my second book, A Year Without Fear, my third book, and now this new one, Thriving Through Uncertainty. So wow. I'm I a believer that. in following that inspired voice. You didn't have a platform, did you? You didn't have a platform. I had some platform, but not as sexy as it should be. No, I did not yeah. have the platform. And it's so funny because I'll be at publishing conferences speaking, and they're all talking about the platform and the platform. Yeah. I think the greatest platform you can have is your freaking genius your inspiration. Yeah. If you are coming from that brightness and that light and you follow this thing all the way, you will open doors you need to open. That, I'm so glad you said that, you know, because I moved, when I moved to the nonfiction world, that's all I heard about. And I actually do have yes. a platform. It's not huge, but I have a platform. And, mm-hmm. uh, but that just grew because I wanted to talk to people about these things. Exactly. And I never it grew organically about the, and naturally rather than I yeah. have to do this, I have to do this. And even yeah, within building the platform, you know, I think yeah. you have to – I wrote about this in Inspired and Inseparable. You have to do it in an inspired way. You have to find your yeah. way, the way that works for you organically. But don't believe the publishing industry. Don't believe any industry. <laughs> They're all beliefs. It's just beliefs. And you have a voice inside you that will go past every single fact in this world if you follow it. Uh, well, I had a client who kept saying to me, Bill, you have to interview Tama. You have to interview Tama. You have to do it. And I was like, yeah, 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 i got to do a lot of things. And then one day I look in my email, and it's your publicist. And I say, oh, it's Tama, finally. Wow. And I got the interview. I'm so glad because she had put that bug in my ear. And I've been thinking about it and thinking about it. And I'm so glad I said it. That's how I like things. I like when they come to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. I do like that. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Oh, and now she's calling. Too late. I'm sorry, Lynn. 
Oh, can we put all right. Do you have do you have a couple extra minutes? Do you want to do you have the time? Um, I can do it. Sure. Can you? Yeah. All right. Yeah, all right, let's absolutely. See if we can... I can talk to her or talk to you or talk to everybody, whatever. Okay. I think if this is who I think it is, you're on the line with me and Tama Keys. Well, my two favorite teachers, I better be on the oh, line. Oh, there she is. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, guys. Hello. Hi, Lynn. Well, do you love each other? Yes, we do. I do. We that do. <laughs> ah, you succeeded. You're like well, a little uh, matchmaker there. Yeah, the I Yenta. Am. A Yenta, we call yeah, them. That's right. That's the word I wanted. <laughs> well, Lynn, listen, you oh, called I right did. as I was getting ready to wrap up. So we're almost oh, done right. here. But did you yeah. want to ask do you want to ask Tama something before I, I give her my last oh, question? No, I just, you know, I just I didn't know when to call. So I just thought I'd say hi, and, and we'll catch up later. But I'm so I'm thrilled that you interviewed. And my daughter and I were listening to it together, and she's inspired. So thanks a lot. Uh, and I'll see oh, you. Oh, thank you. you. Thank you for your inspired part of this. And hopefully I'm seeing you in Seattle this Saturday, Sunday. You bet. Yeah. All right. Oh. Yay. Okay. Oh, okay. Bye, Bill. Now, Bye. Okay, so yes. just because I'm in the Northwest, uh, oh. Tama, and yes. yeah, I know it says it looks like I'm in Brooklyn. I'm not. I'm in Seattle. Uh, okay. Oh, because wow. I am, if, and because so today uh, the, we're broadcasting on the 20th because a lot of people listen in, in, in uh, iTunes, but some listen live, and so it's the 23rd, and so you're going to be in Seattle? I'm going to be, yes, I'm going to be speaking. I'm giving two free talks uh, at the Center for Spiritual Living, oh, two morning yeah, yeah. services. Oh, yeah, I know it well. Uh, uh, Center for Spiritual Living on Sunday the 28th, and then I'm doing a follow-up workshop that day on Thriving Through Uncertainty. And there are, those workshops are amazing. There's such a fun energy, and really we're going to take some real practices and shift from fear to inspiration and really get you in touch with your next steps. And if so, if they want to, if they if they want to find out about that, they can go to tamakeeves.com. Is that the? Uh, um, is go, that you know, I, they can certainly sign up at Center for Spiritual Living. But let's let's send everybody to tamakeeves.com anyway. Yes. <laughs> Just, okay. Uh, because I, I do, I would love to mention that if people, I would love people if you're interested in this kind of work at all. I do a free email newsletter that goes out once a month around the world uh, to keep you inspired, to keep you creatively inspired, to keep you ignited. You're, it's a paradigm shift. You're living a different life. You need different kind of support. And so, uh, TamaKeeves.com. That's T-A-M as in Michael A. Keeves, K-I-E, the V is in victory, E-S dot com. And I also have a, a free guide there of instantly how to get past fear and find out what you're here to do. Uh, you can download that and all kinds of free resources. The other thing I'll say real quickly is I'm on Facebook every day and on Twitter every day. We're supporting a worldwide community of living in love instead of fear. Wow, you know, Tama, I might, I might go to your little chalk. We'll oh, see I if would I can love get to meet there. you. I, I'm, Come, I might just go to that. That's pretty, cl- that's pretty close me. to where I live. Don't mind me, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> I will, I will, because I, I think it's this Saturday. You said is the, is the talk. It's Sunday. I, I, I goofed. It's Sunday, the twenty eighth. Sunday's the talk. Okay. Oh, good. There's no football, so I can do that. Um, oh, good. I, well, I rank higher than football. I'm so glad. Well, there's no football. I, if it had been the uh, Super honey, Bowl, I'm gonna, I have I'm to be rooting for one of those teams. Honey, I'm going to hit this out of the park. I am going to hit this out of the park. And you, <laughs> oh, need, you and good. I need to meet anyway. And I'm not in Seattle that I, often. so. I totally agree. Well, Tama, i got one more question for you. Yes, sir. Just, this is all we've been talking about. But my last question is one I will ask all my authors, which is, if writing, just writing, period, has taught you anything, it's taught you what? Hmm. Hmm. Uh, 
to trust to trust my inner voice and to trust the process and to trust that you know what you think is silly or what you think is stupid like following an idea or whatever is imperative it is the most important thing i do on this earth is writing that you know that's what i'll take to my grave no matter what i hit my note you know that feeling of like when you know you're on and you hit your yeah. note even if nobody else ever sees it you know yes i want everybody to see it but i know that I've hit something incredible when I do that. And so for me, it's been the greatest thing I've ever done with my life is to trust this process and to dare to be a writer against all odds and to go against the mainstream that doesn't always support creative people and to do this anyway. It's been the, it's been the I, like I said, I will go to my grave with nothing but infinite gratitude that I got to do this. Well, that is awesome. That is awesome. Tama, I'm so glad we got to talk. I'm very happy for you on your latest book. Once again, folks, it's Thriving Through Uncertainty, the one and only Tama Keefe. Tama, good luck. I hope I see you. Maybe I hope I see you Sunday. I hope I see you Sunday. I don't, don't be hoping me and mighting me and whatever, but yes, I hope so too. <laughs> and thank you. And thank you so much. I'm going to tell everybody on the air, he didn't come. He didn't show up. Oh, no. Oh, my God. I'm going to have to do it now. Now I'm guilting you. I've gone beyond inspiring. Now I'm guilting. That's my second, oh, that my second greatest technique. That's right. <laughs> All it's right, been an Tama, honor thanks to meet again. you, and so much fun. It's Thank you. All right, take it easy. Bye-bye. All right. Oh, dare to be yourself, people. There's only one you. They're just all there is. Well, listen, uh, I'm going to be back again uh, next week. I'm going to be talking to James Lee Burke. Oh, my God, we're going from spirituality to suspense. Until then, find something you love and do it. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.